We should intro to the show. It's Papa's Basement. Well, you are listening to Papa's Basement Child. I, I sound like I'm on PGC. <laughs> what is, what's PGC? One of the Prince urban George's stations County. in the area. Prince George's County? Is that I guess it? so, yeah. I, okay. WPGC. I never that, really... was that, is that a radio station? It is, yeah. You are listening to PGC. You have, uh, there's die. Magic, which is the older urban station. So, you know, you get your, a ton of Luther Vandross. Mm. And then PGC and KYS are the younger urban stations. But, like, everything in radio has to skew. The youngest radio can skew is, like, for me. You know, like, 40-year-olds and shit. Because I think kids just don't touch the radio. Like, why would you? Why? Yeah, I don't know what they would be listening to. I think everything for a... John Tesh? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) They're, They're hunting down that magical hour... When WJFK, after airing The Grease Man, went to smooth jazz until it was the farm report at five in the morning. I can't believe uh, The Grease... You know The Grease Man was racist when he got kicked off the air in the 80s? I forget. Was he? Uh, Well, I know he was suspended. Okay. I just remember he had multiple... The Grease Man's... Here's an interesting bit of John Papa Giorgio trivia for you. The final station that the Grease Man, Doug Tracked, DJ... Is that his real name? Doug Tracked was his real name. Doug Tracked. DJ fired for saying uh, after MLK Day, maybe we should have... Yeah. Yeah. Killed four more for the whole week off. And then I believe his other lighthearted antics uh he played some of lauren hill's miseducation of lauren hill album oh, okay and i think said no wonder we dragged them behind trucks I, oh. I think the guy was it james bird was his name the dude that was like dragged behind a truck yeah until he was... but i feel like he was drugged behind a truck uh, matthew shepherd but i think shepherd was bird... the gay kid <laughs> yeah but i think james bird was also right I think I don't know. I thought James Bird was just a black dude. If it's James Bird, if that's the name, my point is, I'm looking it up right now. The final station that had the Grease Man was a pay-to-play AM station, 700 AM WDMV. Pay-to-play? Yes, he paid our station like a hundred something dollars an episode to air shows that he recorded at home, and that was his final station. So and he paid. Did, were you on that station? Is that what? So <clears throat> the most airtime I ever got on WDMV was during a radio show called Spirit of India, which was hosted by two, like they're an old Indian guy mm. and an even older Indian guy. You're and right. I would come in on Sundays to host them as they talked about. Uh, I remember them doing the live reads. The only one that I remember was Shapo Salon and Shaper Salon. They had you come in and read that? No, no, no. They did their live reads. It was a two-hour show. It was like, you're getting played. And, yeah, they they fucking hated taking levels. So they would talk like this the whole time and then screech for, like, their live reads. Oh, wow. And get hot as shit. They actually had, like, a big listenership, even though this radio station was, like, a shit, I want to say, like, 500-watt transmitter, technically out of Frederick, Maryland, of all places. 
and yet claim to serve the District of Columbia about 45 miles away. So what is, uh, when you just brought up, uh, we're going to talk uh, wattage here on Papa's Basement. Yeah. Uh, what, is, what would be a 500 watt? What did you just say? I want to say like, I might be exaggerating that it was 500 watt, but 500 watt is like a fucking college radio station. Oh, okay. Like 50,000 watt, I think, is what your huge FM okay. station in any given area would be. Like a DC 101 is a 50,000 watt. But AM can travel a while. It can. Especially at night. At night, yes, yeah. because uh, at night, if you want to get really radio nerdy, you have what are called clear channels, and there's like one clear channel mm-hmm. per station, I think, in the country, and at nightfall, all other AM stations with that signal have to power down to allow that station to then amplify mm. at night. So there's certain, like, WDMV... 700 a.m. I couldn't really hear it where we live, period. But at night, if I had the signal on, we would get a signal out of Cincinnati. Damn. Whatever the fuck their station was, was a clear channel. WKRP? It was, yeah. Did it have Lonnie Anderson on air? I I recall. Yeah. Should have. So the whole thing was they would do live reads and scream, and like one week they couldn't make it in. I don't know why. They couldn't do their live reads for Shaper Salon bragging about the facials you could get at shaper salon of course i would just laugh inside every time imagining you know like indian women paying good money to be ejaculated upon as a beauty treatment yeah yeah, right right yeah (laughs) (laughs) we finally got there (sighs) and i got to just like every 15 minutes hop on in between the indian music i was playing and be like Oh, God, I fucking cannot remember their names. But I would, oh, Sri Kumar. Mm. Sri Kumar was one of them. And Dr. Something or other was the other guy. And I'd be like, they're not going to make it in today. I'm the producer, John Papa Giorgio. I'm playing Indian music for you guys. And uh, they're going to be in next week. Well, did they just not show up? They just missed that one time. Maybe they were driving in together, uh, and okay. I don't know. They they hit some caltrops, you know. Maybe they hit a, a speed trap, like a, a you know a fucking tire strip, right. and the cops took them down. But that week they couldn't make it in, and <laughs> I got to go on air for that, and I got to do live reads for like ten second spots for like Subway and shit like that. Oh, yeah. So occasionally, if I drove to Frederick, I could put on 700 AM and hear my voice on air. It's a real treat. <laughs> a real treat. You would take the long way home just yeah. so you could just have a whole yeah, the long e- way home. ego stroke. Up, up a mountain 45 miles away and then back. Yeah. Girl, you're dating. You're like, we're going to go on a drive. Oh, you want to listen to the <laughs> no radio? No reason. Nah, just 6.55 PM. Make sure it's on. 700 AM. Is that you? 500 watt flamethrower. Maybe. Go. <laughs> and that's how it happens, boys and girls. Yeah. Girl hears you talk about a two-for-one deal at Subway. Next thing you know, well. you're emptying your huevos down her gullet. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, enough laughter right? and enough banter between you and me like there isn't bad blood. I know. Let's get this out. Because there the is table. bad blood. All right. I was flipping between the two images in my Instagram story today. Mm-hmm. One of them depicting what looks like a woman spreading her vagina. Okay. A full hair vagina, unshaven vagina, a cartoon drawing. And I commented, 
oh yeah baby show me more under this image mm-hmm. and then i zoom out in the next picture and it's actually like one of those ads at the bottom of a cnn article saying like three signs you might have scalp psoriasis and this was in an instagram ad this was my instagram story okay two images in sequence this was your story my story and my first image had 56 views is it still up there and my second image yes had 54 views and i was like who were the two people cold enough to see the first image and not chuckle wanting to see what happened in the second image (laughs) and i was shocked to see michael johnson that you were one of the two people who hadn't clicked through. I never even you, saw You, Michael this. Johnson, you saw the first one. You saw the first one, Michael. I did? You this were one of the 54, but not one of the 56, oh, yeah, Michael. Yeah, I, you know what could have happened? Because uh, I... I want to know, because I want to stay friends with you. I don't even remember it. That's how little I mean to you. I must have just been popping through... Uh, Facebook story or Instagram stories. Okay. But I don't even remember going on Instagram stories today. Well, you clicked on the first. I, you know what? Second. After further review and going back yeah. just now watching it because I, I honestly had no idea what you were talking about. Uh-huh. Um, I would have, I would have stayed through the whole time. Okay. I found that. Clever. Clever. Humorous. Yeah. That would have turned my day around. I wish I would have seen that earlier when I actually, I guess I did see it. And I, I wish you had too, man. It just didn't register. I wish we cleared this up before I found your car in the garage and did things to the tires. He <laughs> <laughs> did? What'd you do to him? Uh, do you, you actually, you, you go through the numbers on your Instagram story like that? Well, like any guy, I'm going to flip through who clicked on my Insta story and be like, is it anyone I want to fuck? Uh, is anyone sending any sort of, even though this is, I've a, stopped, I've stopped paying attention. I mean, as you should, like I've pretty much quit all social media. I don't really do Facebook. I don't do Twitter. I'm days away from my Twitter account being permanently deleted. That's amazing. Yeah. You're going to cost me a follower, but <laughs> I'm okay with it. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it's June tenth. I think I'm officially off Twitter. Really, you didn't do Juneteenth? <laughs> no, okay. I, I, I uh, delete. Yeah, I delete deactivated it sometime early May. Okay, because I was just tired of it. I mean, I feel like the getting's been got. The people getting signed to Dave writing Chappelle deals called off Twitter. It a uh, bathroom wall. <laughs> he is a like, profile. Twitter is mind. a bathroom wall, man. He was on Jimmy Fallon. I watched that interview for about two minutes. Okay. And I I don't know if I've ever paid attention to Jimmy Fallon interviewing someone. Uh-huh. But uh it made me cringe a little bit. He certainly seems the least in command of all the late night hosts. Yeah. Like I just it's weird to me anytime I see that he's still on. My first reaction is like, really, NBC? We're still, uh, we're still doing this. Okay, <laughs> that would be a good uh, like logline for a show. Jimmy Fallon, we're still doing this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> haven't given up yet. Yeah, I just 
and I have nothing really against the dude. It's just he never seemed like he had that kind of alpha dog personality that you vaguely need, even if it's in like mm. a beta comedian-y way. Like you still need to give off some vibe of command. Yeah. I it's just your was... fucking show, you know? Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I've ever, ever watched him enough. I've only watched clips, basically. But I just remember when I just watched this interview of Dave Chappelle that was on his show a couple of weeks ago. Did I, Dave just like put out a cigarette on Jimmy? Pretty Zabal. much, he <laughs> was he was uh, being zoomed in, but managed to still smoke on stage. Of course, <laughs> like, <laughs> I was so surprised that they let him smoke on SNL. I mean, there there comes a point where it's like, what the fuck are you gonna do? Like yeah. in that moment. Yeah, tell him to stop. What? Yeah, are you going to blow up your show? Is Lauren going to, um, Dave, could you knock that out? You know, like, <laughs> is he going to come over the fucking audition channel in Dave's I mean, earpiece? I would, I would imagine at some point it's just uh, a law you have to follow. You can't smoke indoors. Yeah. I mean, I saw... I'm surprised he didn't light up on the Kennedy Center stage when he accepted his Mark Twain Award. Well, the black people love JFK. JFK. Yeah. Kennedy Center, right? Oh. I thought it was it it, it is J- okay, never mind. Yeah. I I completely blanked on the name who they named it after. <laughs> Do you think it was George Kennedy? Who? Yeah. Leading into what I watched this past week, Cool uh, Hand Luke. Okay. And Dirty Dozen, George Kennedy was in both of them. I like George Kennedy. Like George Kennedy. I always remember him from he's the sidekick on Naked Gun. Yeah, he looks like one of those guys who's never been in shape a day in his life. Like, he was a bald, fat five-year-old. I think he he was a big guy, and, you know, big guys don't last well into their, like, 80s or 90s. I want to say he just died recently, and he may... I don't think many people last into their 80s and 90s. You know, well, I guess the ones that do. Mm-hmm. George Kennedy was uh, 6'3". Okay. And he died in 2016, making him 91. Wow. 91's pretty good. He was 5'1 when he died, though. Uh, <laughs> osteoporosis is <laughs> no, but such like, a hell. Yes. Uh, how many 6'3", 90-year-olds do you say? I think four this week. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. You see one every, every couple hours. Well, a lot of my Tinder dates are in the... Oh, yeah. Are you on Tinder? No, I'm not on Tinder. I Mm. don't have the balls to look a woman in the eye and say, I live at home, but you should have anonymous sex with me. (laughs) I I can't believe. (laughs) I don't have that. So if you had your own place, you'd just ask for anonymous sex? Yes. I would literally set up plastic like a fucking Dexter murder room and shove my penis through a hole in it. And say, do your worst. This seems like a lot of extra steps for, I don't know. What, just have sex with the plastic? Yeah, I don't, I, well, yeah, you get your own place. You should, uh, you're still like uh, in this sexual shame for some reason. I would hope not. Well, you're the one that said you're putting up plastic. And yeah, sex but with that's because I'm orthodox. So. Oh, yeah. Greek orthodox. Yeah. <laughs> True, but same difference. We both fucked through sheets, didn't right. you know? No, oh, did you? Know? Yeah. <laughs> the, only your sheet uh, goes on a diner table. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Why do I smell gyros? Why is there a hole in this menu? <laughs> well, um, yeah, so I've been writing more. That's good. And so That's I've been watching more movies lately. Uh that is that an inspiration thing for you? Like you watch and then you're like, this will. Yes. And it's also like uh, uh, watching a, an instruction manual, basically. OK. But uh, yeah, so I watched Cool Hand Luke, which was Cool Hand Luke. Dirty Dozen. That uh, horror th- uh, kind of sci fi fantasy movie that I saw, which was P.G. Gorman off of the. Uh, Shutter Channel, which is all horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, which any horror fans out there, I would recommend. I, I had some issues with it. Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead. I Huge watched Army of the Dead. Issues with that. Okay, we can talk a little Army Spoiler of the Dead. Spoiler alert! Not that you is is it okay when the movie is below a certain caliber? Like one to me cannot spoil pornography. Right. Right? Like, well... You didn't tell me that she yeah. cummed on her face? <laughs> when T.T. Boyd fucked Jenna Jameson. Hold on! Um, to me, a certain caliber of movie cannot be spoiled. So look, if somehow you haven't... If you're one of the five people that would be upset that we're talking Army right. of the Dead and you haven't watched Army of the Dead yet, I guess you're done with this podcast for at least three to five minutes, given how quickly we change topics. Yeah, um, I watched it like day it came out because I don't even pay for Netflix and I still felt like time for this app to earn its fucking keep. Right. Because I barely watch it lately. You were like, I am saving at least $15 just by not seeing this in the theater yeah exactly i'm saving the 15 dollars, but i am wasting the tens of hours a month that right. one will never get back in this light right. so the priorities are it was it was two and a half hours that was alone yeah yeah a good chunk of my netflix viewing that month did you enjoy it i i still thought it was entertaining enough okay here's the thing Zack snyder between that justice league where it was like his version that came out on HBO a couple mm. months ago, and it was for the price of free because I'm mooching a friend's HBO. That, that's the first time I heard of Snyder was the Snyder Cut. Oh, really? Oh, him. no, I knew that's the name. That's another reason I hated Twitter. It's... I was like, what the fuck is the Snyder <laughs> you were, Cut? You were sick of seven to ten years worth of release the Snyder Cut, you cowards, memes. Really? And, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. People I, just talked about it for years. I had no idea who he was until about two months ago. I knew he did 300. I didn't know because he started originally with a Day of the Dead remake. Right. I think that was his very first film, and it was a big hit. And 300 like was a massive original. hit. Yeah. I enjoyed... I, I like 300. It's one of the only movies I went to see, weirdly enough, alone in a theater. I went to like a, an 11.45 showing at the Centerville Multiplex. Jesus. And it was like me and... In the glory hole. Yeah. <laughs> me and 10 Marines. Who right. Ravenous. So I enjoyed that well enough. You know, like I was kind of a more lunkhead type guy back right. then, very into lifting and loud metal and shit. So that it hit the spot. And every movie of his after that kind of didn't hit the spot. I think, what was the next one? Like, Rock Candy, Hard Candy, some shit. <laughs> what? I don't know. It was maybe Rock co- Candy, Hard Candy. 
Sounds like the beginning of a children's nursery. I know. Uh, about methamphetamine. <laughs> no, rock candy, hard candy. Uh, I'm going to pull up. Sucker. I want to call it sucker punch also, maybe, but sucker candy. It's some permutation of these words. It had some, it was advertised as having some really cute women uh, in it. He wrote and directed it, and it was a fucking disaster. Let's see here. Are you just punching up his filmography? Dawn of the Dead, 300 Watchmen. Watchmen, which I didn't really care for. Legends, Legend of the Guardians, The Owl of Gahul. Sure. Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch. There we go. Which is Emily Browning. It is Snyder's first film based on an original concept. Stars Emily Browning as Baby Doll, a young woman who's committed to a mental institution and copes by envisioning it as a brothel. Why haven't I seen this? Yeah. Um... (laughs) This place is too depressing. I want to imagine sex with fat, anonymous men. <laughs> right. Uh, Man of Steel. Yes, he did that. 300, uh, Rise of an Empire. He was a producer, I think, on that. He did oh, not direct yeah. it. That has one of the great sex scenes in cinema. That is like... Oh, he wrote it. Eva Green just getting fucked. Oh, why haven't I seen that? With like then? four U's in the middle of that word. Eva Green is like one of the bodies in yeah. cinema history. Yes, she is. Um, and you know how like the face is just slightly off? Trust me, I I would fucking... I she lie. could use my tongue as toilet paper. Don't get me wrong. Her face is slightly off. Just, it's not like... No. It's not Christy Brinkley in her heyday's face. That's all I'm saying. Uh, he did Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. He did, which was Wonder really Wonder overwrought. And again... He was kind of responsible for several of the DC Universe's movies. So while Marvel was doing these very lighthearted things, like Iron Man cracks a fucking joke in between fighting bad guys, his movies were just no fucking laughter. Like as dark and as heavy as you could make a comic book movie, Zack Snyder's going to do that. Right. And... I, yeah. He, he is definitely... The, he also... All his... Uh, the cinematography is so dark. Yes. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot of blacks. Yeah. I don't mean the cast, because right. he's not woke like that. I just mean, like, everything seems to be like a black background. It reminds me almost of, like, did you ever watch Batman, the animated series? Mm-hmm. So no, fucking well, good. So Best goddamn oh, cartoon, wait, no. that and Gargoyles. But Batman, the animated series, was, like, black as shit. And the way they did that was instead of, like, coloring in a piece of white paper, they would color in on a piece of black paper. So anything untouched was just, like, black. black. Yeah, and that's almost like what Snyder's films feel like. They're just, like, a little bit of light on this blackness. So I guess it works on a big screen, but, yeah, with the TV. Circling back, it's just, like, to me, he's been characterized ever since 300 by really, like, plotting direction uh too many like threads going well, that, here that, and there that's what army of the dead i mean the army of the taught, dead. there were so many shoehorned in uh storylines yes. it didn't mean anything no and what i gather about Zack snyder is like people will glom on to a couple of these and be like did you notice this did you notice that and he'll be like yeah i put that there for the next one yeah, exactly. And yeah, well, I mean, like the... Um, it's almost like QAnon, the movie. <laughs> yes, QAnon, the movie. Uh, 
the two uh, moments that po- that come to mind are the daughter, where they're like in the middle of their escape. Yeah, and they have the moment of like, look, I, I wasn't mad at you because you left after. Mm-hmm. You know, thrusting a knife down the center of my mom's skull because yeah. she was a zombie. Yeah, she was mad because he just wasn't there afterwards. Aww. And um, I just was like, "Really, you guys are doing this now?" Like, and then the other one—I mean, a, sur- a superfluous character. Period. Like, do we want to summarize the film super fast? Sure. Okay. Uh, Dave DiBattista, right? That's the guy's name? Yes. He's he's pretty funny, honestly. Like, I don't know if he's a lead, but in a couple support roles, he's pretty damn good. Yeah. Like, again, wouldn't use him as a lead. Like, I saw him in an Amazon movie where he's, like, a secret agent that teamed up with his little daughter, and I turned that off after, like, ten minutes. I'm trying to uh, think of who I'd compare him to, but go on. Bob Balban. Who's Bob Balban? A very tiny bald man. (laughs) (laughs) Who got a blowjob in Midnight Cowboy from John (laughs) Voight. And then stiffed him. I was like, I don't have the money. You've got a mouthful of cum. I'm sorry. I could could buy (laughs) Batista stiffing John John Voight. Yeah. yeah. No, fuck it. I came. Yeah. (laughs) We're done here. Um, Yeah, so... It is uh oh okay yeah the the very the I guess we're going to try to summarize this without as many digressions as we're about to take. But well, yeah, he heads up a mercenary team tasked with but it reminded me of okay. how the movie starts which is how the uh the weapon of mass destruction which is a zombie Yes. A, a military created zombie. Yes. That they put into an armored convoy. Yes. And the backup that they give these guys is like, you know, you give them like four or five other guys to uh, support the drivers. Mm-hmm. And all it took was for them to have like an accident, which I think like, or like even to swerve or they just hit something, which is something where like you're. You're uh, packing up this zombie that you created in an Area 51 lab. Yes. Um, Again, shoehorning in aliens. Right. Oh, yeah. And then you put them into a like a big steel container that I guess they didn't lock. Yeah, it looked like the same shipping container that, like, in season two of The Wire, all those prostitutes died in. <laughs> you you know, know? Like, it's just a cargo crate. Yeah, exactly. And, like, uh, it should have been filled with, like, they just Jordans kept, from China. Like, they just kept him awake. Like, it, or not, they didn't even um, restrain him. Restrain him. Yeah. They're like, no, just put him in. Yeah. And they're like, uh, uh, sir, do you think we should, like, sedate him or, you know, buckle him in? No, no, no come on. No. We got to move. We got a deadline to meet. Yeah. We got to get this weaponized zombie from point A to B. <laughs> we got a shipping schedule to meet. I have to. Lilith Fair tickets. Come yeah. on. And so all it took was for that crate, which I guess wasn't really secured on the trailer all that well. Not so much. And you could say that I'm taking this way too seriously. Yeah, a little bit. Like, it just all happened so easily that then the crate opened. 
Yeah. Like it hits the ground and the door opens. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like finding out that they just like FedExed plutonium. Right. And then it's like they're on the the line with the operator, like, oh, we just had an accident. The, and the, yeah, and it's like, <laughs> and it's like the operator. It was like, oh, you just had an accident. And yeah. then like her her boss behind her is going, what? <laughs> Hold on, guys. Fred Willard. I don't think so. <laughs> oh my god, get out of there! Like she starts freaking out. Um, the zombie pops out. Goes, no. hey, what happened? Yeah, no air support or anything. <laughs> nothing. Like, nothing. nothing. Like, what do you want? It's it's what had to happen to set this I'm in just, motion. Yeah. But it's completely... Yeah. I know this didn't really happen. It No, but the implausibility, as far as a zombie scenario goes, is galling. Because usually this stuff starts when it's like some rubes find a container of zombie goop or something. But you're like, right. this is the army. They should have known better. <laughs> yeah, they just don't, I mean, Like, they yeah. made the fucking thing. <laughs> it was just all so hastily done. Pinky I mean, that's part off of your cords. Oh, there. Sorry, but that's part of the appeal with like a, like zombie or uh, what is it like uh, a viral plague kind of movie. Mm-hmm. It's part of the pool, like twenty eight days later, which you know, again, they created a, apparently from the information that you gather, they created a rage virus by showing a chimpanzee violent images, clockwork orange style. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a long time, but um, that's a great origin story. But um, so yeah, so that isn't that the same plot of any which way but loose? <laughs> yeah, basically, I don't know. For, for, for the period between 1978 and 1982, Tony Danza and Clint Eastwood worked with nothing but orangutans yeah. as, <laughs> as their co-star, and were livid that they were forced to go back to humans. Uh, right. Um, what was uh? But uh, so then, you, <laughs> oh, so then you got, I'm just I'm just thinking of a chimpanzee Gran Torino now. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it would be a, a fun story is if instead of a Gran Torino, mm. uh, Clint Eastwood was the owner of a chimpanzee, yeah, and uh, you know, he just sicked it on, you know. Juvenile delinquents. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking the you ent- just call it chimp owner. <laughs> I would watch that. I would be like Clint Eastwood's a chimp owner that he's like using to like dole out justice. <laughs> he's like an old racist chimp owner. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually kind of scary. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Like. If you moved in uh, like onto a street in sort of Grand uh, Grand Torino style, and the first day th- there, you know, you meet your neighbor. Hey, buddy, welcome to the neighborhood. And you're like, hey, and you're talking for five minutes. Anything I should know? Okay, yeah. The guy two doors down has a chimpanzee, and uh, he'll stick it on you <laughs> if he doesn't like you. So be nice to him. <laughs> and that would set up like, and like, you know, the next shot is like you meeting the chimp, like, you know. Uh, yeah. Clint Eastwood, and uh, he's really nice to you, and you're like, this guy's, what? And then, he's got a hot wife. I'm digging this so far. And we're just writing this now, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, we are. This all started on the Army of the I Dead. I think we're already at page 15 of the script. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. He's got a hot wife. Uh, she's got a drinking problem. Oh, that's bummer. And she also, uh, she's just like... 
she was already a loose cannon. Okay. And uh, he he cheats on her, but he's like he cheats of, on her. Yeah, but he's like, and so it gives her like, uh, you know, even more ammo besides just being drunk to you know want to get back on him. But okay. it, it shows you what kind of guy you're dealing with. I mean, you gotta a if, if he's man. gonna be a, the type of guy that six six is chimp on <laughs> like someone that he just doesn't like. Um. Yeah, he's got to be the kind of guy that just keeps an out, you know, a woman, uh, his wife who's struggling, and he just kind of like dumps on her and uh, cheats on her, and you know, it, there's just a shit storm going on in this okay. house. What's and, it like between the wife and the chimp? I think they get along. Okay, I, I, you know what? The chimp is super protective of the wife. I like that. Okay. And I would say what has to happen is you got you're gonna have a housewarming party. Okay. So your your best friend shows up. Yeah. Um, and your best friend is he's like Styles and Teen Wolf. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, Styles today. So he makes the chimp surf on top of a van. <laughs> <laughs> he he tries to. You guys are all like enjoying your new house and you're pretty drunk. It's like one of those one thirty, two AM conversations that turns into like, are we really gonna try to do this? And you tell him, Look, next door, that guy that we met earlier, uh, he told me like, you know, two doors down there's like a chimp that this dude owns who I met. He's really nice, got a super hot wife. And uh then all that's that's enough for Styles to be like, you know what? Let's let's go over there now. Let's just go say hello. So you guys like, you know, start to walk up, you know, the steps and the patio, and you peer in, and all you see is the wife. Ooh. She's like half naked, okay, but fully clothed. Yeah. Styles being like, you know, just a product of the eighties. Uh, wants to take a picture with his his phone, okay. <laughs> And uh, but but Clint Eastwood is nowhere to be seen, nor is the chimp. Mm-hmm. And uh, right as he he gets out one, he takes one picture, yeah. with his phone, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> like the chimp just like fucking <laughs> starts like banging on the glass. It's like loose. You freak out. You know, Styles like pretty much shits his pants. And the luckily, I guess they would have to have some sort of reinforced kind of like plexiglass that like didn't... ballistic bank right. kind of windows. And uh, so it didn't get styles right then. Maybe like you guys like giggle and run back to your place, mm-hmm. and like uh, you're obvious. And then like, do we? Why'd cut... you fucking do that, man? Why'd you? Can fuck... we cut to the chimp? Like. Putting on like a Phantom of the Opera mask or just yeah, some... he's putting on lipstick too. Yeah, <laughs> some sort of war paint. Oh. I, th- I think what would have oh, was, like someone would have had to have he, Styles. Watch your e- pinky oh, sorry. there. In an effort to get away after the chimp scared the bejesus out of yeah. you all, he dropped his phone oh, on the patio. He we're gonna to get go tracked. And get it? Yeah, and uh, that's when, uh, right as he reaches down. The fucking chimp just comes barreling through like whatever barrier they had that that had kept it inside. Okay, and just the window just gives. and goes right after his fucking face and, and genitals, <laughs> and, and just 
You like everything that Joe Gagliardi thought he was going to be able to fight off. Yeah. <laughs> that famous the, the Joe Gagliardi chimp fight. Um, and it's got to be a big old mess. Obviously, you're really shaken and upset because mm-hmm. you just lost your best friend. Oh, he's he's done. Oh, he's yeah. Done. Okay. And cops show up. They want to know. Uh, oh, Clint Eastwood wants to know, like, well, what was he? Maybe. I don't know what I your thought, character yeah, would do. Would you Would you maybe pretend you didn't know him? I mean, that'd be some poor shit. I would, I would be afraid of like the chimp coming for me next, right? So I have to be like, I wasn't here. I, I would be like the uh, the guild is, leader in Dune. I'd be like, I did not say this. this. I am not here. This is where the a lot of stories stall on Act Two. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, I would guess though, or maybe maybe this is like the kind of I'm just picturing Styles with like his lips ripped off, like Dark Man. <laughs> This is like the kind of like shit. Maybe this like all happens within one night. Okay. Maybe uh, or like Friday. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe Clint comes outside and, or maybe he maybe he was out and then he stumbles along uh, at Styles. I would I would imagine that someone called the cops because they heard him being ripped to pieces. Yeah, I figure like a chimp death is not swift, however strong they are. Like they don't know the whole like, you know, like turn your neck 90 degrees, break your neck, which I think just makes you slip a disc, actually. I would guess that maybe animal control would take the chimp and they would have him in a facility. And then Clint says, you have to help him bust out the chimp. Even though this thing has just killed my best friend. Right. Because you guys were... Uh, he They're going to turn him into like a, a zombie. He had like a, a ring uh, device where he saw you on his okay. property. And... He's pretty uh, technologically uh, you know, adept well, for an old guy. To look after. That's true. <laughs> but now the wife is totally... Loose chimps, the, sick I would chips. say like... Yeah, maybe you help him. You gain his trust. The chimp, the chimp bust out of the animal control facility has got to be like pretty haywire. And then uh, you don't want anything to do with him. You just want to like mourn the lo- the the death of your friend. And I would say some weeks would pass by, and uh, his wife he invites you over to dinner. Okay. To like make peace. You're you're like too afraid to say no. Yeah, I'm just. I want parallel scenes where at the beginning, the chimp is trying on outfits like mannequin, and like we get some laughs, and then later we see like the wife trying on some sexy shit, and we get like you know the sexy part of the movie. This is Sorry, like into really like cannibal holocaust kind of territory, where it's just fucked up <laughs> well at a certain point we're just gonna have to rely on the talent of one clint eastwood to carry it through that is true Who, i think who's I playing think, the wife i keep imagining that blonde from anyway but was, uh, oh. uh how about no, betty today, white the country loves her i would say like if you were to do this today and you were really to cast 80 year old clint eastwood yeah he would have to be like some billionaire type so i would cast like uh the chick from Wolf of Wall Street. 
Okay. Suicide Girl. What's her name? Margot Robbie or Margot. I think Margot Robbie. Robbie. Yeah. Yeah. She's like some. Uh, yeah, you know, he's like a a low key kind of fucking. I don't want to blow your mind. Billionaire. But I find her pretty attractive. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think I think this all. I think somehow you go over to his house for dinner to like smooth things over, mm-hmm. and you get it's almost like an escape uh, panic room kind of situation within the I house. I get trapped. That's okay. third act. Okay, it's you versus Clint versus the chimp. So the chimp no. has not been abducted. No, you guys, you guys busted the chimp out of okay. the animal control facility. Okay. And uh, Margot Robbie probably... I somehow think the guy running the facility should be Francis from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Francis. The guy oh, that yeah. Steals yeah, I can yeah. see. <laughs> so that's the third act. All right, Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead. <laughs> I don't know how long we got. That up. was our review. <laughs> um, so uh, is it, if anyone's still listening after that... They all are, Michael. Um... Don't show weakness. The uh, okay, so the the second part of the so the the zombie escapes infecting Vegas. Vegas, yeah, yeah. That's our inciting incident, right? And then um, what happens? Oh, so Vegas is quarantined off, sealed off, and they're going to drop the A bomb on it. Yeah. And uh, so this is my other. Okay, this is part two of like, really, this is the best you, get, you guys could come up with. Um, the the military decides to hire a what Japanese billionaire, Chinese. You don't know really know what he is. Uh, yeah, but I think it's racist that we don't. Yeah, I guess I'm supposed to know. Yeah. Um. Who is then going to hire a uh, Batista? So the military, the U.S. government, mm-hmm. subcontracts to a shifty billionaire, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying because he's Asian. I'm just saying he's yeah. You he didn't he's, say squinty. <laughs> shifty, just like he's a billionaire that uh, you're not even sure if you trust. And then he's they're like, oh, we want you. To then assemble a team. Did they task him? I thought he was kind of doing it on his own to then sell this to the highest bidder. I well, no. They after he gets after Batista tells him that he'll do it. He like hangs up the phone and he turns around. And okay, he's like, like hello, government. <laughs> yeah, there's like all these people. Okay, I forgot that. So I'm they, not gonna act like I was paying the most rapt uh, attention. So then he, they're like, okay, you. Are gonna remember that uh, that zombie we we created? Yeah, we're gonna put it in the hands of some, you know, in to the hands of just some guy with a lot of money, who's gonna pay a lot of uh, put a, together like ten, eleven people that we don't know and could be of any kind of background or accountability, and uh, they're gonna go in and get him. But really, we just need to send in this one guy. Yes, to go in. And get a, a head? Get a queen zombie's head? Because yeah. apparently... Why wouldn't you just fucking assemble SEAL Team 6 to go in? Why Why convolute 
the entire process. Maybe they need plausible deniability. I don't know. Like nothing made why, sense. That's why you have black ops. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> why? Why was the double cross needed? Why was the girl zombie's head special? Right. Why did we have? Why a did scene? you have the those three women that are like oh uh, uh, sub subplot B. Um, Batista's daughter, one you know, wanted to guess, rescue some ladies yeah, who I think the, all the die one, in the end. They went after what casino change, like yeah. Slot, slot. I think there's a scene where the the woman zombie, the chief woman zombie, gets beheaded, yeah. and the zombie king pulls his zombie fetus out of her, right? And then it it powers down like a, a vacuum tube, <laughs> you know, yeah. like its lights go off, and right. you're, and then he's like, no, because that's how zombie fetuses die, I guess. And then how I just so I the didn't movie know strangely pro life, like everything like the coyote, the woman that leads them all through yeah into zombie town. I didn't like how we saw armpit hair in the end. You know, oh, it's yeah, the end of days, but it's no excuse to not <laughs> shave, ladies. <laughs> um, she, I don't know. In the amount of time, I guess they quarantined off Vegas, and they also assembled this plan she had gotten to know the ins and outs of the zombies just by taking random people in every once in a while yeah i love how the super secret passageway into zombie land was just like some fucking door 10 feet from where everything was going right. on in the beginning it's like being like i'm gonna sneak you into target and then you just walk the fucking <laughs> front entrance at target well, they also like you're you're sold like these zombies they're quicker they're stronger and they're yeah. smarter and they're more organized except these right here and then these right here yeah. you don't have to worry about these you don't have to worry about these oh and if you just give them a peace offering though you're fine yeah. you know and it's like i i i love zombie movies i will watch dog shit as far as so movies go but as long as you adhere to some kind of like rules, what you just don't wedge everything in when it's convenient. Well, not just that. I, a lot of people brought this up, and it was pretty apparent that there was like many an homage to Aliens, which to me is one of the better movies ever made. Like mm -hmm. I, there was a summer in like two thousand four where I just woke up and put on like the special, you know, director's cut of aliens. That was my day. Like I would just watch that movie once or twice. I've seen aliens like 30 fucking times. And the difference the in the first or the second one, first alien I've seen or? about like six times. Oh, the God. second one I've seen like legitimately 20 something gotcha. times. Like I, God damn, that second one is good. And it just, it was weird in that they tried to put together the huge crew in the same way, we didn't care about a lot of these characters. They kill off the hot girl first, and you're like, why did that have to happen? Yep. And it just... Yeah, the the one, uh, the one, other storyline, the chick that was kind of like you saw in the beginning, like, was kind of, had teamed up with Batista. And then yes. all of a yeah, sudden, yeah, yeah. like, again... Yeah, Kenny they're, Powers' they're... Mexican smash piece <laughs> yeah. from season two of Eastbound. <laughs> They're in the middle of an escape, and again, then she wants to talk about I'm like, shit. Where have I seen her before? It's like, oh yeah, Michael Pena eating her out in a studio. <laughs> <laughs> One of the great that. scenes in comedy history. Um, yeah, she uh, she has to turn and be like, 
I didn't just want to do this. I didn't want to do the heist. The money means nothing. I just wanted to be with you. Yeah. Really? We're going to do this now? Yeah. <laughs> Again, and then her like, head gets twisted 180 degrees. Right, which is like yeah. Great death. I'll give him that. I'm glad much. we had this talk. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> it just, it was, I, I mean, at 2.30, man, you have to be oh, like, there's like cut. a... 30, 45 you minutes. an hour from yeah. this movie easily. And, it, and it, been... it had, I think that's what's most annoying about Snyder. First of all, he seems like a likable dude. So, like, I'll root for any of his movies. Second of all, the last two flicks of his, I've watched them for the price of zero. So I don't give a fuck. Like, right. again, all I wasted was my finite time on this earth. Not a penny, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> It, which is so much more valuable so much, than your yeah. life. <laughs> my my life which will never come back who gives a shit but a single abraham lincoln i draw a line point is there's so many like fun threads and there's like there's good he hits highs it's just they're i it was still a fun so movie so much shit two and a half hours yeah like it could have been a taut two hours it could have been an hour 45 like you right. said i mean there's there's a good movie buried under here right i I've, it felt like what i've heard it's like seeing a porn star gained a lot of weight You're like, Come on, man. <laughs> it's like yeah jen and jameson it's got a whole bunch of plastic I was, surgery i was thinking carmella bing oh yeah oh god that was yeah. a, that was a sad What's up, one carmella I know, lady. I still love you and your your big ass five head. Right. <laughs> but I mean, what I again, like, what have I done? Nothing. Um, I'm not gonna. Obviously, the man has a process, a formula. Like, was it fun and a good? You know, was it good enough? Yeah, it's fine. He's like he's like action Judd Apatow. Just get this oh, fucking right. guy an editor for right. fuck's sake. I, I, have I seen wonder if he funny... has some improvised scenes. Yeah. <laughs> we can't do it. We have a parachute on fire. We need to land. All right. But when he lands, just let the camera roll a little bit. And <laughs> let, let him riff a little bit. And, of course, we get 45 minutes of Leslie Mann in Acts 2 and 3. <laughs> right. But why are they doing mushrooms? <laughs> I know. Funny people, to this day, I have never loved the first half of a movie more and hated the second half oh, of the yeah. movie more. I, I remember watching the first 45, like before Sandler gets his, pro, his diagnosis, mm. or I guess the test results, like that movie is almost like a religious experience to me. Like I was like, I am clicking on every cylinder with this. And by the end of it, I was begging for the sweet release of those credits rolling. <laughs> like it was so fucking terrible, right. that second half. And you're just like... It goes to show you can be so gifted in some realms and so blind in others. Like, yeah, this guy, they they have the gifts. They're they're hitting high note after high note for you. And then they're just sitting there after a while. It's like, well, you played your part. Can you leave? And they're like, no, man, I like this couch. It's comfy. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've only seen that movie once. I saw it in the theater. Me but too. I, I couldn't tell you anything about it. I, I just the first half was great and second half yeah. Yeah. Mm. not good eric banner the fucking hulk was in it for some reason for a while he was he was i think leslie man's yeah <laughs> no, more, no more dad no more 
I I don't even remember that. I can't. Uh, but you know, it has hit on another theme: is that Cool Hand Luke and Dirty Dozen both two and a half hours. Yes, but great. Yeah, you know what? Dirty Dozen I had never seen, and I could not believe it. It hooked me pretty quickly. Great film. I have not seen it in Paul a while. Paul Newman in Cool Hand Luke is it. It doesn't get much better. You'd be gay not to blow him. No. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's not whatever. <laughs> uh, whatever. I'm stumbling over my words to get that sweet cool, cock uh, in my Dirty mouth. Dirty Dozen, though, was pretty dark. I mean, like, those guys were not good people. Yeah, it's literally like, just the fucking good version character? of Suicide Squad. Well, he's a Greek. What do you want? Yeah, he, but he, like, plays a, I guess, a rapist murderer. Yeah, it's literally Suicide Squad. Is it? That's all Suicide Squad was. I like evil people on a mission where a lot of you are going to die. Okay. That's it. That's fucking it. I, Dirty doesn't have Jim Brown, too, right? Yeah. yeah. Jim Brown actually kills Telly Savalas because he's, he's just goes off the deep end in, in the middle of their mission. I forgot that. Donald Sutherland plays pretty much someone does he have a scene where he's just wearing a sweater and then he reaches up for some coffee and we see his took us what was that from <laughs> animal house oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> i was like and also i was thinking tell us about yeah who <laughs> loves you baby who loves you baby hey check out this this <laughs> ziki goes right through me uh jim brown was good um i had never really seen anything with john cassavetes Okay. He's he's Franco in it. He was good. A lot of Greeks for one movie. Yeah. Oh, the neighborhood. Cassavetti. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, trying to think. Lee Marvin. Uh, who else was in it? Sandler? Adam Sandler? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Danny DeVito. No, now I'm just thinking of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, uh, okay. So the big Indian was not in... Dirty no. does okay, but uh, yeah, strong recommend. All right, and these are all Netflix, right? I actually, Cool Hand Luke and Dirty Dozen were both on HBO Max. Okay, I knew I'd seen them popping up recently. Yeah, I I have I guess I have the cutesy recommendations of Kim's Convenience, which is a Canadian show about that. a Canadian immigrant and his family running a convenience store. It's cute. It gets boring. I mean, it's just like a really and sitcom but it's fun i've seen that advertised speaking of kim mm-hmm. i are we gonna I, do some taekwondo yeah mountain kim style i finally got your text the other day about the girl from unbreakable kimmy schmidt yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah i yeah. just caught up with that story today yeah ellie I had kemper no idea what for those that don't yeah ellie kemper at age 19 so back in 99 so she's my age. We've accomplished similar things. I'm not, Ooh. you know. I always, uh, Eva actually is the one that turned me on to the fact that Ellie Kemper came from like serious loot, like a banking uh, dynasty in the Midwest. Okay. So already I was like, I don't care how nice she is, fuck her. You know yeah. what I mean? Like she stood on the back of, I don't know how many people to get here. It was revealed that she was like the pageant queen of like some weird St. Louis secret society that people on Twitter were trying to paint as like really racist, racist yeah. which I mean, you're in Missouri. It's well, even the AV club changed their, did a corrected headline. 
Yeah. She, I mean, basically, her biggest mistake is that she probably didn't even know that she was a part of something. She's a fucking... It's like... Fine, yeah, it's like trying to win, I don't know, best pie a thing you can get in 4-H. I don't know. To everybody out there on Twitter... Fuck you. Yeah, like it's like trying to win Best Pie as a 12-year-old, and then you learn that the 4-H was like, I don't know, founded by goddamn Stonewall Jackson or yeah, something. And it's I like... Just, I, I just... Like, I loved it in that fucker, take her down a couple pegs, but also, yeah, she's not a goddamn just, Klansman, I, I people. Just, I just hate everybody. Exactly. Just, I hate, exactly. I, hate I want her to lose, and you. I want the people attacking her to lose. Just fuck everybody. And then I just want Lauren Michaels to hire me. And I want Tina Fey to be like, look, he's got to be close to retiring. Do you think if he retires like that, they're, they're going to keep that? They're going to hire Jimmy Fallon. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know it, it will not be Jimmy Fallon. Uh, who will they get? Seth Myers. I, you know who I bet you they make producer? Who? Kumal, Kumal Bell. W. Kumal. Yeah. Non-jolly. I'd put my money on that. Oh, speaking of... Do you uh, think Vegas is actually putting out odds on that one? You probably could. Okay. Uh, Master of None. Okay. Did you see the fucking U-turn that show took? Uh, I have heard that Mr... What the hell is his name? Aziz Ansari. Right. Who kind of, yeah, a couple years ago had his luster dimmed because some woman was like... Some woman who, and I'm not saying this to shit on her because everyone deserves to fuck everyone, but she went to a party with one guy, then saw him there and was like, fuck it, I'm going to fuck the little famous funny guy. And then. Oh, she left her date for. I believe so. And then was like kind of shocked that the dude who fucks a bunch of randos treated her like a piece of toilet paper, you know, was pretty much like jamming his fingers in her mouth and was like trying to like really like alpha fuck her, which like. I'm sure is okay if like LeBron is doing it to you, <laughs> but like to have a little five foot five Aziz. Can you imagine how big LeBron's fingers are though? Oh yeah, like <laughs> one of them you're just barfing. You're like, oh, that's it. Uh, with Aziz like trying to like dom fuck you, it just doesn't click. You know what I mean? You got to read the room. Yeah, like wrapping his little tight-sized arm around your throat. You're just like, ew, no thank you, sir. Like, if I'm going home with Aziz Ansari and I'm a woman and we are going to fuck that night, I want, like, a light-hearted, we kind of joke during this kind of fuck. You know, that's what I'm expecting from a comedian who's also the size of a paperweight. And when he's, like, you know, instead trying to grab your throat, he's like, I'm going to flip the shit out of you, whore. You're like, wait a minute. Right. And I think that is what happened. And we all learned that he... It's not that he tried to fuck this woman quickly. And I could be way far off because you know what, Michael? I don't give a shit about this story. Again, fuck him for being successful and young. Fuck him to pieces. He's younger than us. I hope he finds a lump in his balls tomorrow. (laughs) But... That's the vibe I got from that story. It wasn't like there wasn't consent obtained, but he was very much like... You go home with Aziz, and he is trying to fuck you like John Holmes, except he's five right. foot two, Aziz Ansari. And I, what I heard is since then, yeah, Master of None, which is his goddamn show from, I 
I saw half of two episodes. A roommate right. was watching it. I did like Not my uh, mom. the few that I saw. Yeah, and apparently this season just uh, just U turns into like some B characters are suddenly our fucking leads for the season or something. Yeah, a lesbian couple trying to have a baby and they yeah. have a miscarriage and it breaks them up. Oh, well. I just now I, I don't have I to watch it. Is that I read? Uh, I read that uh, he wanted to take you know he wanted to uh, change it up. Did he? He basically, aka. I'm going to take my face off to let things still, like, cool down. Yeah. But let's, like, keep the... It, it's basically, like, let's keep the name of the store. Yeah. Uh, we're going to still sell most of what we sold, but we're also adding, and, like, that you you, you, you sell car parts, Yeah, but you're also going to sell scuba gear. Why not? <laughs> right. In case the car drives in off the pier, you know? Right. And uh, Rami season two did that. If you watched Rami, oh, like really? very much season one was like his story. I don't think Rami weirdly fucked any women, but season two was very much I like vignettes do that. into his well, family. It, that's kind of like the wire. Yeah. You got to have, I'm sure there's a way to do it from what I've seen or read and who knows. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, hands off the wire, Michael. Oh, damn it. Speaking of the wire, um, hands off your mic wire. I think you there. It it would be very tricky to do. I mean, your fucking name is on the show. In the case of Rami, right? Like, how did that work for that show? It worked okay, but I at the same time was kind of like. So what happened, I believe he had a season two very much in line with season one. And then at the last second, and again, this is me second guessing a man who like, I think has won an Emmy Mm -hmm. and is maybe 10 years younger than you and I (laughs) and doing just everything in this world. But I think a couple days before they were going to start shooting, his name Mashar Allah Ali, guy who's won like multiple Oscars at this point, was mm-hmm. in uh, I don't know, black dude. He was in fucking uh, was the Kevin Spacey show House of Cards. House of Cards, yeah, that was like his big break. Anyhow, a couple days before the show starts, he's like, "I love your show. I'd like to be a part of it." And apparently, this dude Rami reacted by like pretty much writing ground up a new season because he's like well i gotta include mashallah is this the guy Ali. that was in get out uh and, and no i don't think so i could be wrong not the main character are you thinking allison williams <laughs> yeah. it's not not the main character um i can't tell he you he was also in um he was also in it's. Are you uh, thinking the fat, funny black guy? It's not the fat, funny black guy. No. Okay. He was the one that told the main character to get out. Oh. Or to get going. Did get he, going. Did he literally say the word? No, get I'm out. thinking of Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah, I mix them up all the time. Is that who it was? Yeah. You know, yeah. Keith David Saddam Hussein. Same difference. Uh. Wait, House of Cards. I'm trying to get a... a oh, you're face. thinking Mashar Ali. Okay, so, God. He was, I think Remy was the character name. No, that was Michael Rappaport. In oh, Higher, Higher in Learning. Higher Learning. You're right, yeah. <laughs> Remy's dead. What does that mean? 
white power. <laughs> uh, see full cast below. I don't know. I think what is. the fuck did you watch? Was it oh, Green Masharala Book? Ali? Yeah, Green Book. He was the the guy, the jazz dude in Green Book, getting driven around by Vigo Mortensen. Oh, that was the dude. Yeah. Okay. What else is he was in Crossing Over? With John Edwards. Oh. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but it was crossing over uh, with, looks like Harrison Ford and Ray Liotta. Karen. I don't know what that, that was. We that needed was that, my Sherlock, Karen. Doing, uh, Christopher Walken. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know it. Green Book, Spider-Man, Swan Song, Blade. Uh, did okay. he take the place of uh, what's his yes, name? yeah, 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 uh, Wesley Snipes, who I believe very much still wanted to pill a uh, blade. Is he in prison? No, he's out now. He was yeah. in. He did a really good job in uh, what is it? Coming to America, the sequel. Oh, he was in that. Yeah, How was that? He's not great, but not horrible. Wasn't as bad as. I, I I like the first one is like the first one's a masterpiece. Yeah, the first one is fucking fantastic. The direction it was a very. Why are they coming back to America? Um, they left their passports <laughs> on a on a patio with the uh, owner of a chimpanzee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I. What's the whole thing? Uh, they Eddie Murphy has three daughters. In order for Zamunda to be safe against General Izzy, played by uh, our guy Wesley Snipes. Mm. He's like a, a dictator, a warlord. He's pretty goddamn funny. Okay. Um, they need like a male heir. And then they find out that he did impregnate Leslie Jones. And his bastard is still in Queens with Leslie Jones. So they fly back. Who's to Leslie Queens. Jones? Leslie Jones, the chick from SNL. I think that's Leslie Jones, oh, right? Yeah. Okay. Who got her pregnant? Eddie Murphy. You got Leslie Jones pregnant? He did. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a Wait, lot of chuckles in the movie. Why just, did he have sex with her? He he had sex. He got very high. Well, he never married the other girl? He did. He didn't. So, they retcon it so that she, Leslie Jones got him really fucked up and then jumped his bones and he nutted in like 10 seconds <laughs> and just forgot he did it. How does he find out he has a son? Uh, the royal seer is like, this is a picture of your son who lives in America. And he's like, I have a son, and he has a son. Do you see the original girl from the Coming to America? The yeah, Mary's? yeah, she's in it. Oh, okay. She fucking looks great. Oh, okay. She looks stunning. I liked her sister. The sister was a little hooer, and I yeah. loved it. <laughs> the sister was just taking dick any which way. Yeah. Does Eric LaSalle make an appearance? No. I'm like 99% sure he did not. uh, That's not a racist thing. I just don't trust my memory. (laughs) Lisa Lisa Dumpy. Oh, God. No, that first one is just fantastic. I don't. Yeah. I can't heap enough superlatives on it. Do they do a lot of recycled jokes? Tons. Yeah. Like, if you are not, I would not watch that movie without watching the first one, like, the night before. Oh, really? Yes, because it is just That's Callback City. Um, yeah, it, the only problem is you're like, 
you fall in love with the first one again and then you watch yeah. the second one and you're just like okay it was all right like yeah. you will laugh a lot but it will not stay with you like the first one does and i don't know if that's more a symptom of the fact that Nostalgia. like army of the dead and the snyder cut and all that shit we're just watching shit at home right. while we're screwing around on our phones and forgetting about it 10 seconds later um it was good. It was just, it really had a different energy and vibe. It was directed in a very different way. And I guess, like, the saddest part to me is, like, fucking Eddie Murphy, yet again, is just content to, like, play a non-comedic role. Oh, really? He's like, not, yeah, he guess, is very yeah. much the straight man in this film. And you're like, you're fucking Eddie Murphy. That does say something, though, about him, though. Like, not... Well, he like by you the, he, are you are you thinking he's like afraid to be funny again? I think he got bored of it or a long time too ago. Cool. I think by the early '90s, Eddie Murphy, from what I gather, is like a real big cinephile. I said cinephile, <laughs> and I think he just wanted to be like a leading man and almost resented being funny and was like, "I'm not here to be the fucking comic relief. I'm a goddamn leading man." And I it's think it's hard to be the clown if you're so you're so fucking cool. Yeah, but it's just obnoxious. Like I don't want to hear fucking Michael Jordan play the piano, dunk motherfucker. <laughs> you know, like or watch him play baseball. Yeah, which he was okay at. Honestly, it's like watching Michael Jordan gamble. Or you golf, know, like golf. You're like, I guess you're the Michael Jordan of gambling too. But you know, like right. fuck, like he was Eddie Murphy was so. I like he was the first major superstar that I'm I guess I'm thinking like when I grew up I can remember my brothers recording Saturday Night Live because Eddie Murphy hosted and it was a Christmas yeah Christmas special and like I think this might have been like 84 which might have put me at like eight years old Mm -hmm. and like that's when I was introduced to him. I think he'd already been off the show. Like if he's, yeah. Or was he one of the guys he, did he fucking host while he was like, he may have. Yeah. yeah. But, um, was he promoting 48 hours? Possibly. Okay. 48 hours is just awesome. Watched it maybe like two months ago. Fucking killer movie. A lot of the cast of predator is in 48 hours. Yeah. That's an interesting tie in. I uh, I think Bill Duke, who played Mac in Predator, is in 48 okay. Hours. And I believe Sonny Landham is like the the second banana to the guy from The Warriors. Right. Who's the main dude. Sonny Landham is the uh, the Indian who plays Billy. The Native American plays Billy. And, okay. You know, just flips out near the end of Predator. Well, mm-hmm. it feels like the end of Predator, but it's like just middle act two. <laughs> and he like throws away his gun and just carves the cross in his chest with like a 12 inch knife. Right. And is like, Predator's going down. See you guys in a bit. <laughs> Did you ever see the behind the scenes footage of all that where uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme was the original Predator? I've heard predator. of it. I have not watched like footage of it. The original predator looked like an alien space duck yes it was the dumbest design you've ever seen and the the design we got was in part done by uh james cameron who saw whoever the fuck designed it was it stan winston maybe who designed it yeah i forget where he they're on a flight together and he's just like i always wanted to see an alien with mandibles right then then we get the fucking pussy mouth predator and dreads yes yeah 
Make them cool. Make them urban. <laughs> um, I did watch, uh, speaking of James Cameron, I, I watched the first Terminator not too long ago. Masterpiece. Yeah. Masterpiece. Awesome. And I, I mean, I look, I'm a guy and I was born in the 80s. So yeah. I realize maybe it's not for everyone. A fucking perfectly directed film. And with a, with a, with a superlative vintage 80s sex scene with piano oh, yeah. music and yeah, the hands yeah. clutching and just and, a little tit thrown in. Needed. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah because the, like, I guess the guy. The least was, gratuitous sex scene in cinema history, baby. Right. It had to happen. Yeah. Or you wouldn't have had the movie. We. <laughs> <laughs> like, that guy's like. It's like dawning on him. If I don't have sex with her right now, I will disappear. <laughs> <laughs> or at least from this moment. Kyle, do you have a condom? No! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then I think I watched, I watched the next one right after that, which is awesome as well. And Great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just an eternal debate, which is better. And to me, it's, it's hard to quantify. It's very much the alien versus alien. The first thing. one, though, is pretty fucking cool i might at the end of the day pick the first one yeah because it is the first and it had a different vibe it was a horror thriller right yep much like predator is a sci-fi slash horror film you know you've got your stalker it's just a fucking alien with a shoulder cannon right but it's it's in essence a horror flick it's a horror device at the end of the day well yeah not gonna top that uh, you can't, Michael. What they need to follow you at M I K A E L L J O H N on Insta only now, right? Did you? Uh, at, it's at M I K A E L L J O H N. There you go. And, and and at Mr. Bingeworthy. At Mr. Bingeworthy. And I'm I have an idea for another page. Okay. Uh, I've started doing weed reviews. Mrs. Purgeworthy. No. <laughs> Mrs. Purgeworthy. Yeah. Uh, and I don't smoke weed. Yeah. But I have fun. I've been having some fun writing. Fake weed reviews. Fake weed reviews. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Good stuff. Uh, and. Check. Yeah. What about you? I'm at Papa's Basement. Oh, yeah. On everything. And you should tell you people about the podcast. You can tweet at Papa and he'll yeah. let me know what you say. I will. I literally just text Michael screenshot. And I want. I um, For anyone that has listened this far. Mm-hmm. If you can come up with a solid middle, second act, third act for... Chimp Gone Wild. What? I thought we had a title. Chimp, Chimperino? Old man. <laughs> yeah. Old oh. man Chimperino. El Chimperino. El Chimperino. <laughs> the Chimpa. Uh, uh, yeah. Hit us up. Uh, we will take your contribution and not give you credit, but you'll be able to tell your friends. I'll write some. If somebody comes up with a second or third act, I'll write. Uh, we'll name condensed. the chimp after you. I'll, I'll, I'll do a condensed storyboard or something on Instagram of it. I love it. Do that and Word. give us money on Patreon. And by us, I mean me. <sighs> I'm starving. I have no money. Oh. I two slices of pizza today. Oh. And I need to go get. I, I was eating dry cereal last night. For a second, I thought you were going to say dry no, food. Like, I had no milk. Just put uh, put cereal in a cup and. Well, to quote the great and late John Witherspoon, better put some water on that damn shit. Oh yeah. <laughs>